Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Aaron Cruz, the General Counsel and Vice President of Strategy for TextIQ, a developer of technology that helps enterprises manage legal and compliance challenges. Prior to joining TextIQ, Aaron was Senior Associate General Counsel and Global Head of eDiscovery for Walmart. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm, I'm great, Ari. How are you? I'm doing really well. So tell us about your background and your new role at TextIQ. I jumped into the role as General Counsel and Vice President of Strategy at, at TextIQ. So uh, before that, like you said, you know, Walmart, and uh, before that, I was an equity partner at Littler Mendelssohn. So it's been it's been a really cool ride the last uh, four or five years to date. So it's a bit of drinking from a fire hose, but uh, you know a lot of it is going to be all of the stuff that sort of a, a a company sees, right? So there's lots of stuff around IP contracts, lots of stuff around sort of employment and you know how the the, the organization works. It's just uh, it's a it's a big job, and luckily I'm surrounded by really great people. Um, joined kind of an amazing team. Whatever's coming down the pike, um, we'll we'll figure out how to handle it. But uh, I think probably the, the the biggest thing about being a general counsel is that you never know exactly what you're going to see on a given day. What drove your decision to move from Littler Mendelssohn, where you mentioned you were a shareholder, to your senior position at Walmart, and now to a chief legal officer role at TextIQ? When I was at you know Littler, I I'd made Equity Partner. I was sort of you know I had this very sort of established practice at that point. But the thing that I kept running into was. I was looking at kind of what we were doing and how we were doing it, meaning the sort of the litigation process, right? And in going through that, the thing that kept sort of striking me was even though, you know, we were bringing a lot to bear on it in terms of technology and process and things that, you know, you would be kind of pushing through, we were still fundamentally really litigating in what I call the paper-based world. So everything we were doing was digital, but the processes we were deploying were all really like built for a paper-based world. And the thing that I kept seeing was that it, it was exorbitantly expensive and it took a really long time. And I'm very concerned with issues that I refer to as access to justice. I, I fundamentally believe that as we, you know, as we progress here in a, in a, this giant digital world, um, if we don't figure out how to do litigation better, we are going to price people out of justice. You know, you're going to literally make it impossible for people to bring issues to the court and have uh, disputes resolved through the American court system. And if that happens, then we're back in the Wild West. People shoot at each other uh, when they're mad instead of you know, going to court and going through sort of a civilized process. And so one of the reasons I went to Walmart was it, it was an opportunity to try and sort of reinvent, redesign how legal worked. And if I could do that at Fortune One, then the thought was, you know, people would start to emulate that and you could really get kind of the push, if you will, that would kind of cause people to start doing it differently. And to some extent, that had some traction in the, the three years that I was there. We really did reinvent 
sort of how core litigation was handled. We threw a lot of process and technology at it. And we were really, really successful at cutting cost and making it go faster. But the, the jump to Text IQ, I was using the technology. So, you know, it, it, Text IQ, we're, a, we're an all-around AI company, meaning we build artificial intelligence-related products. One of the products we have out now works in the legal space. We're working on some stuff in compliance, some other spaces as well. And the, the thought process there was that what I did at Walmart was really sort of the, the limitations on it were largely driven by the limitations around the tech that was available. So it made more sense if we really want to solve this access to justice problem to build better technology. So take the job as general counsel and help these guys, you know, do that at a, at a big level. How does text IQ define AI? So I'll give you my definition rather than, than text IQs. People use the phrases kind of deep machine learning and AI interchangeably, and, and they're not. They're, they're related terms, but they're not actually interchangeable. Deep machine learning, what you essentially do is you teach an algorithm not how to think like a human, but how to think like a human in very limited circumstances, right? It has a very limited application. Artificial intelligence actually is closer to like mimicking a human process, and it has a more generalized set of applications. Good AI, like so what TextIQ does, takes any unstructured communication content, really as long as a, a machine can read it. So email, text messages, Slack, nonsense, you know, wherever your, your data sources are, you roll it into text IQ products. And what, what the machine actually does is it analyzes the, the social relationships between the, the people who are represented in the data and then also the content of the communications uh, that they're having with each other. And through that content and that social, it starts to natively map how the, the organization works, who creates content, who views it, who's merely passive, how, what are the relationships between the people, so how does the organization really function and how does it generate information. And so it begins to mimic sort of how humans think, if you will, about documents and content, what's important, what is it looking for. When I think of sort of how I define AI, I really define it as technology that is human-enabling in the sense that it does what, uh, it, it mimics some of the things that humans do but don't do well. It does them with horsepower. So what differentiates Text IQ's technology from others in the marketplace? The cool part about our tech is it is AI, so it's, it's a leading edge technology, as opposed to some of the other things that sort of have been traditionally presented as potential answers for some of the problems that like, the legal space has faced over the last 10 or 15 years. A lot of the technology that we've deployed to date, I mean, it's basically the same technology that underlies like spam filters and a bunch of other things. TextIQ is much more of a neural network-based elastic technology. It has applications in legal, but it has applications in a bunch of other spaces because of how it's built. So it can, it can do a bunch of compliance functions. You know, if you're looking to, to understand you know, who in your, your organization may have a potential bribery issue, right? It begins to map those kinds of things and understand it in a very powerful way. So it's got a lot of compliance functionality. We're doing a bunch of stuff around GDPR compliance. It's got some potential sort of application in places where 
you wouldn't sort of traditionally think of applying this. So like because of the way the technology works, you could, for instance, if you were having like a merger, you could figure out who inside of the organization absolutely has to be involved in the integration because they're one of the primary drivers of sort of, they're, they're one of your critical employees. Similarly, if you were doing like a reduction in force, you could figure out who are your really crucial employees, who do you absolutely need to keep, and who could you theoretically have in the list of folks who may be trimmed out. And you could do that based on, on what they're doing in the organization as opposed to who they are, which would be a really kind of a quantum shift. How do you foresee law and compliance evolving in an AI-driven future? I've been throwing around this phrase for a couple of years now. I call it human computation. And for me, it's really the marriage of what humans do really, really well, which is take kind of synthesized, distilled information, right, and make strategic decisions based on that with what computers do really, really well, which is recognize patterns and blunt force its way through very, very large amounts of data very quickly, cheaply, and without ever getting tired. Legal and compliance are such data-driven and really communication-driven industries, if you will, that it's really super ripe for that, that fusion, that human computation answer. Really, really good lawyers and compliance professionals aided with really powerful technology to help them get through large amounts of information quickly and cheaply and identify who the players are in a rapid and defensible way and identify what documents that are in you know, the data set that they're dealing with that are really core to the issues that they care about and be able to do that on the front end and then turn around and make decisions or make recommendations around what needs to happen next or what should happen overall. The ability to do that is here. And, and as the technology gets better, we're all going to get better at that. But if you look at what we've been doing to date, we have terabytes and terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of data. And we do some keyword searching, some this, some that. Some people are applying base level analytics. But the reality is it really is still kind of a paper-based page-by-page, document-by-document, line-by-line kind of process for most people, right? The searching pulls it down a little bit, and then you got a big corpus of docs. Most of it doesn't matter, and some poor soul slogs through that. And that, I think, is the big space where you're going to see the, the change. We have the ability to really rapidly identify. You have an issue, Ari. This is what you're trying to understand. This is the corpus of data you've identified as, as having the information you care about. We can rapidly pinpoint that and say, Ari, here are the documents, the communications, the data that is going to inform your decisions around whatever the issues are that you're trying to understand. And then let you make decisions based on that. Build a strategy. You can, in the first 30 to 60 days of a matter, identify all of the core documents that if you put the case on trial a year from now, you're going to have to put them in front of a jury. Rather than finding those three weeks before trial, which kind of happens a lot of the time now, rather than you know, having your lawyers and internal people really understand what's the import of those docs as the case is creeping into trial, you could have people understanding you know, those are the docs, these are what they look like, and then understanding their import in the first 30 to 60 days and then building the strategy for resolution or trial or whatever, build it at the front end rather than the back. Much more efficient, much more powerful, much quicker, much cheaper, you know, as I always say, like better outcomes faster for less money. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Aaron Cruz, 
the general counsel and vice president of strategy for TextIQ, a developer of technology that helps enterprises manage legal and compliance challenges. Aaron, thanks so much and best of luck in your new role. Thank you, Ari. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.